All right, thank you, team, so much for that wonderful time in worship. We appreciate uh, your faithful service today. All right, we are going to turn now for our time in the message. But first, real quick, I want to give you an announcement. Did you know that last month we gave away over 575 boxes of groceries, each box designed for one family to families in need? God's given us the ability with our partners, YWAM Baltimore, to network over a dozen different nonprofits and churches and their local food banks, uh, people that are meeting people on a regular basis, finding out who needs a little bit of extra help and making that available to them. And we're going to be doing that again Saturday, April 17th. Volunteers, we would love for you, please come on out and help us uh, show up at 9.15 a.m. The parking lot, the uh, Weinberg Y, that's the YMCA on 33rd Street in the parking lot back there. We would love for you if you want to uh, give people a wave and a smile as they come in or offer to pray with somebody or offer to help unload the truck or put boxes into cars, uh, maybe even to make deliveries. We always need delivery drivers as well. So please come out Saturday, April 17th. 9.15 a.m. Volunteers, we would love to have your help uh, in the midst of all this. We're thankful to do this. Now, last week, we had some amazing time together on Thursday night as we looked at um, the Last Supper that Jesus shared, the Passover meal with his followers. And then on, and that was a really meaningful time. So thankful for everyone. It, it was like an in-person live service. It was, I could just sense the Lord's presence, and it was so good to be with each of you. Just haven't felt that together, um, and, and it was such a meaningful thing. And then on Friday, we looked at um, the sacrifice of Jesus and what it means to us. And man, it was so wonderful because on Thursday, we had different ones of you share what Jesus means to you or how you found salvation in Jesus and and what this whole time of uh, remembering once a year the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, what it meant to you. It was so great to hear from you. Uh, such a meaningful time for us as a church family. We remembered on Friday the value of the, the sacrificial death of Jesus. And on Sunday, we remembered and we celebrated the fact that Jesus is alive on that resurrection Sunday. And man, it was powerful and it was meaningful. But maybe, um, and if you are new to this, Hey, I want to just remind you, we would like to send you a purple book, which is actually 52 lessons. Each one would take you maybe 15 minutes with some questions and then scripture references where you can look up the answers that helps us understand, hey, what does all this mean why is it necessary? Why is it important? What does it mean to me personally? And then it takes us all the way through. How do I live life and 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 does God care about my life and what help and what guidance do we get from God? And then for us as having relationships with each other, a church family, why do we do that? Why is it important? Why is it helpful? This is going to help you with the answers to all that. If you don't already have it, we would love to send you a copy for free. Reach out to us. Let us know. It's going to help you with um, understanding what we're doing, why it matters, and why it's life-giving. It's encouraging. So let us know if you would like to have a copy of that. But you might have found yourself kind of like the followers of Jesus. Like, okay, wow, Jesus is great. He's alive. How do I do life now? What do we do next? What What is it that we're supposed to do? And when we're, we've been reading the story and... Um, 
for those of you that are not aware, we as a church family are reading through the New Testament together uh, around 20 verses a day, each day, uh, synced up to help us when we get together in different formats on Thursday night on Zoom and different conversations and relationship where we, we're going on a spiritual journey together that's honest. We're, we're being open and honest about our fears and doubts, which we talked about this past week. We're being honest about what are our questions and pursuing answers to those questions. We're sharing that journey of life together, and it is really, really good. One of the things that we saw is that before Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, he prepared his friends, his followers, for what was going to come, and he gave them instructions with what they should do. And one of the things that he told them to do is, hey, I'm going to go back to be with Father God in the heavenlies, I want you to wait on the Holy Spirit because God the Holy Spirit is going to be with you in a powerful way and give you a strength and an ability beyond what you have in yourself. Maybe that sounds like something that you need. Uh, regardless of how long you've been around these ideas of Jesus and Scripture, maybe you're feeling the need for spiritual strength or guidance. What Jesus told his followers to do was to wait on God the Holy Spirit in for this close, personal relationship. And he described the God, God the Holy Spirit as a guide. Now, a guide is someone who can show you the way. Where you need help. Where it's beneficial. Where you need that. It, it, it's, it's someone that can guide you. And Jesus said, well, let's look at what he said. John chapter 14, verses 16 through 17, uh, Jesus is preparing them for this and for this relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. Here's what he said. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Jesus says he's going he's gonna to ask the Father. The Father God is going to send God the Holy Spirit. God the Spirit will be with his followers, living among them and in them, a, a close, personal, intimate relationship that is something that you can be aware of, uh, 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 aware of what the reality of it, of the truth of it, that it will be reliable, that it will be always there. And so God Jesus describes God the Holy Spirit as a guide, a person who shows the way to others. And the way of truth, the, and Jesus says the whole truth, God's whole truth. That's what Jesus is saying there. That the whole, that's what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to guide us into God's whole truth, that which is reliable, that which is real, that which is true, that which is essential, that which is helpful, that which is the guidance that we need. So, I know this might be something that you kind of like, oh, I understand that, move on. Or maybe it's something that, to be honest, you have a little bit of doubt around. Or maybe even a little bit of fear. Oh man, are we going to get into spooky stuff now? Um, maybe it's just something that doesn't seem all that valuable to you. The reality is, <clears throat> Jesus said it was valuable. Excuse me. 
Jesus made it very clear to his followers that this was essential. Remember, he had given them a sense of identity, value, and purpose. He had told them what they were going to do next to be communicating this message of forgiveness that's available because of Jesus. But he told them to wait for God the Holy Spirit. And that this was going to be a close, personal, intimate relationship. This was supposed to be who they were following in life. And I know that you might not see that as valuable or real or beneficial to you here and now. But maybe it's because you haven't experienced it. Maybe it's because you haven't given time to learn about it and so you don't see the benefit. Let's just uh, get a little bit of an example here. So one of the things that I've enjoyed in my life uh, is skateboarding. Um, I have, you know, as, as a teenager, I picked up uh, skateboarding. In fact, this was a skateboard that I had uh, 15, 16 years old um, and that I enjoyed incredibly. I enjoyed so much time uh, being outside um, and a lot of times actually, um, by myself, um, trying new things, uh, new tricks, uh, enjoying downhill speed, um, enjoying times that were soothing times that were relaxing times that were just love, had a great time with it. Um, also times where there were an adrenaline rush and exciting and, and, uh, something that I had a lot of fun with. And I, enjoy seeing other people having a good time with with skateboards. But it's one of those things that if you haven't learned about it, if you haven't experienced it, you might be afraid of it or you might doubt it. It might sound weird to you. It might sound like something that's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but I'm telling you that there's something that was enjoyable that actually helped me in my life, was actually therapeutic for me in a difficult time enjoying a thing with the skateboard. The reality is, is that throughout scripture, we get um, a lot of different instruction about learning. Learning about God, learning about relationship with God, and that it will be strengthening, life-giving, essential, important, helpful for us. But the words that are used, like the word know, K-N-O-W, is a word that is both learning of your whole person, your mind, so reading, writing, thinking, considering, with your intellect, the best of your intellect, your emotions, what you're feeling, sensing it, what you feel when you interact with God, your spirit, your whole person. The, the different scriptures we have about these subjects in, is, is a learning and it is an experience and is a, hey, is this real to you? And one of the things that I know from conversations with people is that if there's doubt around these issues, there's fogginess, there's mystery, or maybe there's even indifference. It's because maybe they've heard other people talk about this, or maybe they've read a little bit about it, but they've not experienced it for themselves. They have not learned that this is true for themselves. What is the truth? The truth is God, the Holy Spirit is a guide, is helpful, 
a lot of times what can happen is we can be off doing our own thing, living life, or trying to just react and respond to the way that life is coming at us, or maybe pursuing our own dreams, or maybe we just think we don't need it, we haven't learned it. I'm here to tell you the truth that God the Holy Spirit is a guide who can show you the way in life that you need, that you need. God the Holy Spirit is available. God the Holy Spirit is powerful. God the Holy Spirit is a guide into all truth and that you need this help. But let's get a little bit more specific with what we're talking about. Because if we're not careful, we can actually invent a God of our own making. If we're, if we're not careful, we can be just kind of pretending um, and, 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 and just kind of like zero out everything. And then our own imagination, we can imagine what we think God is like. And that actually gives us an opportunity to be deceived, to get things a little bit wrong and to be headed the wrong direction. And <clears throat> we need a little bit of help in learning so that we can truly receive who God the Holy Spirit is in the same way that the followers of Jesus did, which is a way that is true, which is a way that is powerful, which is a way that is helpful, life-giving, invigorating, where you can experience the same identity, value, and purpose in life that's fulfilling. But are we receiving God the Holy Spirit as a guide, this person who shows the way that we didn't know? Remember, that's what Jesus said. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Holy Spirit, the guide. Now, I'll give you just an example, right? So, one of the other things that I enjoy is fishing, okay? And with fishing, there's learning that will help you have a good time. I have, um, I'm really thankful that my dad took me fishing when I was a kid. And the well, funny story, when I was little, like maybe three years old, was the first time my dad took me fishing. And true story, I took off running out ahead of him down towards the stream. We were out in this, uh, above this logging road in, or, uh, logging town in Oregon. Um, and the, 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 the lumber companies, they protect trees in certain areas. And so this is where dad, my dad spent his high school years. He took us to this spot, beautiful evergreen trees everywhere, old growth evergreen trees and these streams that run down from the mountains, from where the snow melts in the mountains. These streams run downhill through these um, small canyons with evergreen trees and old growth. And the, the smell of the pine is just amazing and refreshing. And you're being so far um, away from from where most people go that you don't, you don't see trash you don't see you know all this extra stuff but you do have to kind of find your way down through the trees sometimes you find a path where deer like to walk through but a lot of times it's picking your way through and when I was a little kid the, the first time we went to a spot it was really relatively easy to get to and I went uh, running down towards the stream and I looked down into the stream and I saw fish I picked up this stick and it had two fish on it. I kid you not. And what had happened was somebody, sometimes what fishermen do, um, especially out, you know, a ways away from civilization, they catch fish and they want to keep them alive as long as possible so that they're as fresh as possible for good eating. And they will um, 
take a stick and run a stick through the gills of the fish and leave them in the stream. So they're still able to swim, they're still able to breathe, and they're there in in the stream with the fish. And some fishermen who had long disappeared left two fish on this stick. And I picked up this stick and I showed my dad and, and and our cousin Tim who was there, like, I found fish, fish, fish. And my dad's face was just so shocked, right? It's amazing. That was my first fish. Two at once. But the reality is, is that every other time in life that I've gone down to a stream, I have not ever had that experience again. I've never gone back to a stream and found that there were fish just waiting there for me, already caught, ready to go. And so what happened in my life is that it became really important for me to learn from my dad how to fish. I learned, for one, I learned this is fun. This is a good time. Uh, For another, I learned you've got to learn about the fish and what they like and what they don't like and where they are. And my dad would fish for these native rainbow cutthroat trout, just beautiful. And he would do it with salmon eggs. Because this is streams where the salmon would spawn, put a couple salmon eggs on a little hook, and and then he would teach me how to find the spot in the stream where the fish would like to hang out, and how to throw that bait out there so that it would float naturally right into their spot. Well, learning how fishing worked helped me have an experience that was true, that was real, that was exciting, that was life-giving, that was fun. There's some learning involved. And the same is actually true when it comes to our relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. There is some learning involved if you want to come to know the truth of who God is. And the amazing thing is that this is also relevant to the role of God, the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit is available to guide us in to truth. That's what Jesus says. Let's, let's look at another, a little bit more of what Jesus said about God, the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26. When the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So how do I know if I'm interacting with God, the Holy Spirit, instead of just my imagination, right? Inventing my own God, right? How do I know? Well, one thing that I'll know is that the Holy Spirit will lead me into the ways of truth that are consistent with who God is revealed to be in the scripture and the teachings of Jesus. God, the Holy Spirit, is not going to lead me in a way that's inconsistent. What we see in contrast to that in the Garden of Eden and when Jesus is fasting is that when the enemy comes, he might quote what God has said, but he's going to twist it. He's going to exaggerate Um, a prohibition from God, and he's going to exaggerate the consequences of God. He's going to twist the words of God. He's not going to quote them accurately. You know that if you are reminded of something that Jesus has said accurately, and that that the application of it is something that is true, sorry about that. Sorry about that. You're going to know that the application is true, that that 
when it lines up with what Jesus has taught us and it's consistent with what Jesus has taught us, you're going to know that it's God, the Holy Spirit that's leading you, that, that you can recognize that voice. You can hear the voice of God. And we've got a, a two page worth of Bible study on how God speaks that can help you learn about this and grow in this. Let me know if you'd like to get a copy of that. I've emailed it out to most of you already. So Jesus says, when the father sends the advocate, the Holy Spirit, as the representative of Jesus, you'll know that it's the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything, the whole truth, and remind you of everything I have told you. Here's a little uh, more that Jesus said, John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15. When the Spirit of truth comes, Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth, the truthful Spirit, a number of times. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I say the Spirit tells you whatever he receives from me. God the Holy Spirit, when he speaks to you here and now, he is speaking on behalf of Jesus. Think about this. We get this picture that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, praying for us, making intercession to the Father for us, and then speaking to us through the Holy Spirit. So God the Holy Spirit is your guide, is your guide in life, and it's Jesus speaking through the Holy Spirit. And what, what this is leading us to is a close personal relationship with God, a committed relationship with God, a beneficial, a life-giving relationship with God that gives us that identity, that value, that purpose. Who God the Holy Spirit is our guide. That's why Jesus told them to wait for him. We see that in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 is the Holy Spirit was going to give them a spiritual strength and ability that they did not have before. So I wonder, are you looking for God the Holy Spirit? Are you looking, are you listening to God the Holy Spirit as your guide? Are you aware of who God the Holy Spirit is, what God the Holy Spirit is already doing? Whether we're aware of it or not, God is present. God is with us. God is everywhere. God knows everything. What we've got to do is bring ourselves to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Are you looking for God the Holy Spirit to guide you in your life and to help you grow in your understanding of the truth? Because that's who God the Holy Spirit is. That's what God the Holy Spirit is doing. So what should we do about this? Because this kind of sounds a little mysterious. Well, number one, believe that this is true. Believe in God. Believe that God the Holy Spirit is who he has been described to be here. And receive God the Holy Spirit. What you actually notice when you pay attention in scripture is that God does not force himself on people. No, God wants true love. God wants a true love relationship with people. God makes himself available to people. And he puts out an invitation that you would receive a relationship with him, that you would receive God, the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus invitation to his followers was go and wait for the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit. 
There's even a time where Jesus with his followers says, receive the Holy Spirit. So what we should do is believe that God the Holy Spirit is who he said he is, how Jesus described him, and receive. And if you've never done that before, that's an important part of life. It's an important part of following God. It's explained in more detail here in the Purple Book as well. Receive the Holy Spirit for who God really is. Now, how do we do this? Well, number two, listen. It's it's hard to follow a guide. It's hard to benefit from a guide if you're not following them. When I was learning how to fish, I don't think I would have been successful if I just went off and tried to figure it out myself. I followed my dad to the spot. I did what he showed me how to do. I listened to his voice and his instruction. And that's how I learned that this was beneficial, exciting, helpful, good. But we've got to listen to God the Holy Spirit. And one thing that I have learned in my life is that I don't hear from the Holy Spirit when I'm talking. Maybe it's time for you to stop talking. For periods of time. God wants to hear from us. We should pray. Jesus told his followers how to pray. Pray to Father God in this way. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Right? But even there at the beginning, your kingdom come. Your will be done. What are we supposed to do? We're inviting the direction of God the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've learned this in relationships with other people. Maybe we found this to be true on Zoom, you know, FaceTime, Google Meetup, whatever. You know, it's hard to hear somebody else when we're the one doing all the talking. Are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Are you giving time? You, you, you've got, you, it's going to be really hard to hear the Holy Spirit if you don't give big chunks of time to it. And what that means is you've got to turn off everything with the screen, anything with a notification bell, anything like that. You've got to make the arrangement to shut out all the other voices. You've got to turn off the podcast, turn off the stream. You've got to get time enough away from those things where you're not thinking about them anymore. You know, I, I, I like to, you know, talk a little bit about what I learned from different podcasts this week. I, I learned some interesting stuff this week. Um, and, and or, you know, something that was funnier, that was entertaining, something that was, you know, a new stand-up comedy, you know, on Netflix or whatever it is. I enjoy talking about that stuff. The reality is I've got to be quiet long enough that not only am I not hearing those voices actively, but I'm also not thinking about them anymore. I've got to slow down. I've got to slow down life enough for what is most important, for what's going to last forever. I've got to give time to listen to the Holy Spirit in a very real way, in a strong way. I've got to shut out all the other voices. I've got to make sure that it's the Holy Spirit that I'm listening to. And what I have actually learned is that the way that this works best is if I'm attentive to God, the Holy Spirit, every day, every day. Now, for me personally, this is difficult if I'm not praying. 
I've got to be, I follow the, the pattern that Jesus gave us with the Lord's Prayer, Luke 11. I follow that pattern for prayer, for talking with God. But then it sets up time where I just quiet myself. I shut up and I listen for the voice of the living God. This is a learning experience. It's a growing experience. I definitely recommend you check out that two-page Bible study that we've got on how God speaks so that you have an understanding for it, of how it works, and, and so that you're not getting deceived, so that you're not inventing things out of your own imagination and, and end up with kind of in a weird place that's not really beneficial to you or where you're not actually just kind of worshiping your own opinion and your own thoughts, uh, which is totally human nature thing for us to do. Um, I want to think about this. I think a lot of us think of it just as, you know, the very first Star Wars movie, you know, the first one that they made. Uh, at the end of the movie, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't already seen it, right? Luke, who is learning the ways of the Jedi, learning the ways uh, of, of, of guidance, of spiritual guidance, right? He has an enemy in Darth Vader and in the Empire, and, <clears throat> and they've built this, this planet killer, uh, you know, the Death Star. And they've learned that it has a weakness. And and Luke, who'd been a pilot, you know, a, a bush pilot, as it were, kind of, you know, for farming purposes at first, had learned how to how to <clears throat> be a good shot, how to uh, be accurate, right? Had, was there flying his X-Wing down through the trench, headed towards the target. And he's got resistance. He's got people shooting at him, people trying to get him off of the target. He's got uh, um, enemies approaching him, trying to get after him, right? And what happens? He he hears the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Jedi who mentor, use the force, Luke. And he's got he's got this heads-up display that's trying to guide him right towards the target. He turns the heads-up display off and he follows his instincts and, and use the force. I think that's what we can imagine listening to the Holy Spirit is like. It's like that a little bit. But think about this, without a real understanding of who God is from Scripture, from the objective, obvious, plain, simple truth of Scripture, without a real understanding of who God is, what God's voice sounds like, what God cares about, what God's value system is, the way God thinks, what makes God angry, what makes God sad, we see all of those things are revealed in Scripture. And when we get, the more we learn about who God is, the easier it is for us to recognize the voice of God, the Holy Spirit for ourselves and have a meaningful interaction with God, the Holy Spirit ourselves. That's our relationship with God. It's easier when we've learned about who God is, if Luke didn't have someone to point the way, hey, this is the Death Star. Hey, this is the trench you need to fly in. Here's the heads-up display. Here's the guidance. We need the, the, the reality, the plain, simple truth of Scripture. We need the guidance of other mature believers in the church family to help get us into the right spot and to help us know what the voice of the Holy Spirit really sounds like and, and what would be consistent with the character so that we know that that's really it. Think about this right now. On the internet, one of the things that people are concerned about the most is deep fake videos or they take the, the image, right? Somebody can probably, you know, take my video image from out these videos on the internet and then make it look like I'm saying something that I never really said, right? 
Your enemy wants to deceive you. Your enemy wants, and don't get it twisted. You've got an enemy. There's an enemy of your soul who is a liar, who is a deceiver, who's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Who's out to get you isolated away from honest relationships that are life-giving. You've got an enemy that wants to twist the word of God to make your relationship with God cloudy and murky and, and, and deceive you into thinking that it's impossible and deceive you into thinking that it, you can't hear the voice of God for yourself. But it's not the truth. The truth is that God loves you, that God cares about you, that God is speaking to you. But sometimes we've got to shut up long enough that we quiet ourselves, quiet our spirits, shut out all the other voices, put all the other things away long enough to come to a sense of peace, to breathe, to meditate, to think deeply. And we've got to continue to be on this journey of learning about God so that we know who God is, so that we know what God's like. So then we have a chance, we have a prayer to recognize the voice of God. And when we do, it's life-giving. It's invigorating. It's helpful. It gives us guidance for how we live. You might think, oh, Jesus is great. How do I do life? Who is God the Holy Spirit? God the Holy Spirit is your guide and truth. Believe it. Receive the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. If you are attentive every day to God the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit will speak to you you will find fresh purpose, a sense of identity, a sense of value, a sense of mission in your life. You will find fulfillment. And what comes from that is real spiritual strength in life because you know that you're not alone. You're not in this life alone. God's put people in your life and God the Holy Spirit is available to guide you every day. God the Holy Spirit is available to show you the way. God, the Holy Spirit, your guide. Listen, I know that you might have questions. You might have doubt. You might have uh, difficulty with this. Reach out. Rebecca and I, we wanna, we're available to you. We're praying for you. We care about you. We want to help you learn about this. We've got other ministry leaders in the church. Small group leaders. Youth ministry. Celebrate recovery leaders that are available to you. That want to help you through this journey. We're on this journey together. We're on this journey together. And new life is possible. Fresh peace and spiritual strength. Ability that you didn't have before on your own. Strength you didn't have before on your own. It's possible. It's available to you. Through God the Holy Spirit. Your guide into all truth. I hope this has piqued your curiosity. I hope this has caused you to think about what might be possible in your life. I hope you will reach out and share the journey with others. Can I pray for you today? God, I thank you so very much that you care about us, that you love us. I thank you so very much that today you are alive, you are aware, you are able, you are active. Lord, would you help us to carve out time? to push away the things that would get in the way, to not be afraid, Lord, to not doubt, but to choose to believe, to reach out to you, to listen to you, to listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Help us to draw close to you because I know that when we draw close to you, you will draw close to us. We will become more aware of your presence, which will bring us more peace, more strength, and more clarity about next steps. Thank you, God, for who you are, for all that you've done today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you for uh, being here, for participating with this video. You can find us on YouTube. 
where you can find something worth sharing. You can find us uh, in in written posts and video posts on, on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and you can find something to share with somebody else. Hey, grace and peace to you. Have a great week.